Welcome to a very special WrestleMania edition of the Weekly Wrestling News. Greetings, Grapple fans, and welcome to a very special edition of the Fake Wrestling News. In this episode, we will provide an in-depth look at all of the feuds and other news that you need leading into WrestleMania. Whether you're a diehard fan or coming back to wrestling after a long hiatus, this episode of the Weekly Wrestling News will make sure you're ready to receive maximum enjoyment from this year's WrestleMania. Now, if you have been watching WWE programming, then you know that the ultimate thrill ride has come to Orlando, Florida. I'm speaking, of course, about the television adverts for Pandora, the world of Avatar, at Walt Disney World, the theme park that literally no one asked for. When in Orlando, be sure to visit Pandora, the world of Avatar, the greatest theme park with blue pretend cat people. I jest, of course. The true thrill ride that is neither a ride nor thrilling is WrestleMania. Now, this is technically the 33rd WrestleMania, but you won't find that number on any of the posters for the event. Much like the thought process of a middle-aged soccer mom, Vince McMahon decided to stop acknowledging the number of the annual event after WrestleMania 30 in 2014 because he felt that the number made WrestleMania feel too old. To honor the billionaire CEO's wishes, we here at the Weekly Wrestling News will henceforth refer to WrestleMania 33 as the 4th, 30th birthday of WrestleMania. At the moment, a number of high-profile wrestlers are stuck in a state of limbo. Top talents like Samoa Joe and Finn Balor are not announced as participating in any matches at the event. Although some fans have interpreted this as poor talent management on the part of WWE Creative, we'd like to remind these fans that even R-Truth, Curtis Axel, Jinder Mahal, Kurt Hawkins, Primo, Epico, Tyler Breeze, and Fandango have announced matches at WrestleMania. Now, we don't expect that this news will make these disgruntled fans feel any better, but at least they will have more elucidated reasoning as to why they're upset. Even without some of these top-tier talents, the WrestleMania card is shaping up to be the greatest of all time. And when I say greatest, I literally mean the card with the greatest number of matches in history. Seriously, folks, get ready for a long night. Last year, WrestleMania 32 had a runtime of 6 hours and 46 minutes, with a total of 11 announced matches on the card, including the pre-show. At the moment, this year's WrestleMania has 13 matches officially on the card, two more than last year. With this many matches lined up, I sincerely hope that everyone in attendance in Orlando is provided a cot and a snuggie at the gate. The WrestleMania kickoff show will begin at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can expect to see at least three matches on the kickoff show, including the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, the SmackDown Women's Championship, and the Cruiserweight Championship match. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal promises to be especially exciting this year with a number of popular competitors that will be complete afterthoughts as the Big Show and Braun Strowman go to war. In the off-chance case that these two titans eliminate one another from the match, know that the winner of this prestigious match will continue the long-standing tradition of continuing to not matter. One of the matches with the potential to be the best match of the night is the Cruiserweight Championship match between Austin Aries and the current champion, Neville. Seriously, be prepared for some incredibly impressive displays of technical and high-flying wrestling skills. 
The placement of this match on the kickoff show is a questionable choice, but is likely due to limited mainstream recognition of the two competitors. In case you're one of these fans that are unfamiliar with the Cruiserweight division and their WWE Network show, 205 Live, just know that Austin Aries is the one who comes to the ring wearing a Chia Pet on his head, and Neville will be the one that makes his entrance by emerging from underneath a bridge. Throughout this week, we have seen numerous pictures showcasing the construction of the WrestleMania set. Photographic evidence indicates that WWE is constructing what appears to be a roller coaster, further adding to the ultimate thrill-ridiness of the event. There is no word yet on whether this will be an actual functioning roller coaster, but don't be surprised if it is the only available route to the restrooms during the Flo Rida and Pitbull concert. You heard that right, there's going to be another concert this year because WWE needs to provide a time for fans to visit the merch booth. This year features Pitbull, the Doberman Pincher, Munch Money Lewis, the Black Top Bully, Stephen Marley, and of course, the greatest musical artist named after a geographical term since the 1920s little person blues artist, Minnie Soda Sampson, Flo Rida. I am sure all the listeners of the Weekly Wrestling News share our opinion. Why? For the love of God, why? In addition to the potential rock and roller Coaster Express, WWE is currently constructing arguably the longest entrance ramp in wrestling history. Seriously, if it was any longer, it would begin in Stone Mountain, Georgia. At least, if that was the case, Apollo Crews would have a shot of making the main show. <laughs> oh, Apollo Crews, he has no charisma at all. From the Raw brand, we're going to see the big dog, Roman Reigns, taking on the phenom, The Undertaker. These two behemoths have been at odds since Roman Reigns eliminated The Undertaker from the Royal Rumble match in January. Instead of capitalizing on this logical reason to feud with one another, Reigns has instead repeatedly stated that, quote, this is my yard, end quote. Yes, folks, the entire WrestleMania feud between Roman Reigns and The Undertaker is predicated on the fact that for the first time in history, a young punk is insisting that an old man get off of his lawn. One of the biggest stories coming out of the Blue brand is the ongoing conflict between Shane McMahon and AJ Styles. AJ has felt completely undervalued by the SmackDown Live commissioner and has let his frustrations get the better of him. The tense business relationship turned into a physical altercation two weeks ago when AJ Styles threw Shane through a car window. The internet wrestling community is largely unhappy with this matchup, insisting that AJ Styles deserves better than Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. However, we here at the Fake Wrestling News disagree with this sentiment. AJ's pairing against Shane O'Mac is a sign of great confidence by WWE. Last year, Shane faced off against The Undertaker, whom is arguably considered the greatest and most respected wrestler in the history of the company. The Undertaker is a man that has been seen as being above challenging for championships for the better part of a decade. WWE sees AJ Styles in the same way, as being above the championship and worthy of being a main attraction into and of himself. Uh, oh yes, I'm receiving word just now, yes. yes. I'm being told that I need to include a joke here. Uh, so, uh, during the contract signing for the match, AJ Styles wore a visor. <laughs> what a nerd! Who wears a visor? 
This segment brought to you by CarCam, the video security system for the interior of your vehicle. CarCam, you never know when someone will put your head through a window. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm pleased to announce that was our final commercial break, and you'll be able to enjoy the rest of this very special edition of the Weekly Wrestling News without further interruption. After missing WrestleMania last year due to injury, Seth Rollins found himself in familiar territory after re-injuring his surgically repaired knee at the beginning of this year. This was highly disappointing, as several months had been spent building up a bitter feud between Rollins and Triple H. The issue between these two can be traced back to the match in which Triple H chose to help Kevin Owens win the Universal Championship at the expense of Rollins. As we learned this past week on Raw, the injury will not prevent Rollins from competing as he signed a contract to compete in an unsanctioned fight against his former authority ally, Triple H. I'd like to repeat that. Seth Rollins has officially signed a contract offered by his employer to compete in a match which the employer is classifying as unsanctioned, despite being signed and therefore sanctioned. In related news, current SmackDown Live general manager and former professional wrestler Daniel Bryan will not be offered any sort of hold harmless contract which would allow him to return to wrestling despite his desperate begging and pleading. Sorry, Goatface. Now, I don't know if anyone has told you, but there's been a bit of a women's revolution happening in WWE. The result of all this revolutioning is two high-caliber women's matches taking place on Sunday. Now, many people are climbing on their online soapboxes to bemoan the fact that the SmackDown women's match is on the kickoff show. However, we here at the Weekly Wrestling News would like to remind you that it was not that long ago when the only women's match on a WrestleMania featured a woman with poor enough life choices to be known as a Snooky. We've come a long way. On the red brand, there will be a fatal four-way for the Raw Women's title, in which the champion Bayley will defend against Charlotte, Sasha, and Nia Jax. After a year of making history, expect a top-tier performance from all of the competitors in this match. The action here should be fast and furious, and entirely worthy of being a WrestleMania main event. From the blue brand, the women from SmackDown will also have a match. Meanwhile, Kevin Owens will spend WrestleMania battling his former best friend, Chris Jericho with the fate of the United States Championship hanging in the balance. The two men have shared a long and storied friendship, which was heavily featured on WWE television this past year. There are some fans that have declared the friendship storyline as the most entertaining of any told by WWE this year. In fact, many are saying this is a once-in-a-lifetime program for both Kevin Owens and Jericho, the latter of which has seen a serious career renaissance as a result of being Kevin Owens' best friend. When asked to comment on this genius piece of storytelling, WWE superstar and skank enthusiast Sami Zayn sobbed loudly before quickly turning away from the microphone. Enjoy that battle royal, Sami. The Raw Tag Team Championship will also be on the line in a triple threat match with the champions Gallows and Anderson defending against Enzo and Cass and Sheamus and Cesaro. 
This is sure to be preceded by one of the longest promos of the night, as Enzo recites a list of every single celebrity that he's met while down in Orlando. Mickey Mouse, how you doing? Donald Duck, how you doing? Pluto, how you doing? Jiminy Cricket, how you doing? Minnie Mouse, how you doing? Elsa, how you doing? Olaf, how you doing? Princess Anna, how you doing? Kristoff, how you doing? Sven, how you doing? Duke Wesselton, how you doing? Meanwhile, Goofy will stand behind Enzo in silence before eventually misspelling soft. Oh, that lovable Goofy. That brings us to the match for the Intercontinental Championship, which will see Dean Ambrose defending his championship against the Lone Wolf, Baron Corbin. This is sure to be a real slobber knocker, as the animosity has been building between these two competitors for weeks. The build to this match peaked several weeks ago when Baron Corbin broke Dean Ambrose's ribs by crushing Dean beneath a forklift. In hindsight, fans of foreshadowing will really come to appreciate this feud, as Dean being crushed by the forklift was clearly a metaphor for the state of his career following his loss to Corbin at WrestleMania. In the final match, not for a championship at WrestleMania, we will see The Miz and his wife Maurice face off against John Cena and Nikki Bella in a mixed tag team match. Rumor has it that at the end of the match, John Cena will propose to his longtime girlfriend, Nikki Bella. Not since SummerSlam of 1991 have we seen such a combination of a match made in heaven and a match made in hell. I'll leave it to John Cena and The Miz to decide which one is which. Notably, celebrity meteorologist Al Roker will be at ringside for this match, acting as the guest ring announcer. Mr. Roker has gone on record as saying that his WrestleMania weekend forecast is for sunshine with an 85% chance of love. The final feud from SmackDown is between Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton and is for the WWE Championship. In the lead up to this match, Randy Orton has proven that he does indeed hear voices and apparently they tell him to be a complete dick. Seriously, Randy Orton is a psychopath. Bray Wyatt might be an unhinged southern gentleman with an unhealthy appetite for voodoo and worlds, but Randy Orton is a deranged lunatic. The wildest antics of Dean Ambrose do not hold a candle to those of the Viper. During the course of this feud alone, Randy Orton locked Bray Wyatt inside of a storage container without food or water and set up video cameras beforehand to broadcast Wyatt's suffering on national television. Despite this, Wyatt not only forgives Orton, but allows Randy to earn his trust. In doing so, Orton systematically dismantles the longtime friendship between Bray and Luke Harper. And then, when Bray Wyatt overcomes all odds and wins the WWE Championship at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view event, the next night, Randy Orton burns down Wyatt's childhood home and cremates the remains of Wyatt's sister, Abigail. Randy Orton is a criminal and an arsonist. And he's also the good guy in this match. <laughs> well, that's good, clean storytelling, folks. This brings us to the final match of your WrestleMania morning, and yes fans, we here at the Weekly Wrestling News expect that it will be approaching dawn by the time this matchup actually begins. In your main event, WWE Universal Champion Bill Goldberg will be taking on the Beast, Brock Lesnar. Many in the wrestling world are wondering why this match is scheduled to end the show, but we have a working theory. By going on last, Goldberg and Lesnar will be able to watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune without interruption, 
doze off in their recliners for a few hours and then participate in their match during one of their three usual middle-of-the-night bathroom breaks. Another possible reason for this match placement is that by this point, wrestling fans will be so desperate to be able to go to bed that they will actually celebrate the fact that this match lasts approximately four and a half minutes, entrances included. As a final thought, we'd like you to consider the very real possibility that the entirety of this major Universal Championship match may very well end up shorter than The Undertaker's entrance. Unless, of course, Brock Lesnar learns to step to the side. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of this very special WrestleMania edition of the Weekly Wrestling News. We hope you found this episode both informative and entertaining. But now, go forth and enjoy WrestleMania Weekend! Until next week, this is Doc Manson, signing off. This broadcast was produced and performed by me, Doc Manson. The script was written by myself and DC Matthews. If you enjoyed this broadcast, consider checking out the DDT Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcast app of choice. You can follow me on Twitter at Doc Manson and my podfellow, DC Matthews, at DC Matthews NAI.